Charlotte Jeffrey Campbell, why are estate netting agents so rubbish at cross-selling? Talk to me. I think some are rubbish, but I think others aren't. But I think it's not having the confidence to understand what you're selling. So if you're a sales negotiator and you have no idea what the property management team do, you've no idea what, what responsibilities they take on, what their process is, and you're dealing with an investor or somebody who's a tenant fine landlord, how do you know the pain points that that landlord has to explain how that department will solve that problem? So often it's lack of knowledge. Now, I know, having run a property management department, after I'd run a property management department, the ability to sell that service was so easy because I knew exactly what the landlords needed from me. So I think I think there's a willingness to cross-sell and there's an understanding we need to, but there's often a lack of skill or understanding. Why is that? Is that because for the last few years that we've all been siloed in our own departments. Yeah, I think I think we have had a lot of that over the last five or six years where people have had very narrow job roles. And when I speak to agents now, we seem to be blending. When I speak to agents, the, the response is always, oh yeah, we definitely need to start cross-selling across departments. Our sales and letting snags, they're, they're merging, we're gonna do more. Yeah. So if we're working with fewer staff, they're going to have to be multi-skilled. So the first tip is to ensure that you've got knowledge of the other person's department. Absolutely. Any other tips to increase cross-selling? So I think it's about that, that, that ability to ask the right questions. So the cross-selling bit is understanding the whole customer. So for me, my, you know, my previous history, I'm a landlord, I've sold properties, I've bought properties. So do you know that about me? You know, actually, my letting agent, who I, I use a letting agent to manage my property, uh, one of my properties, I, I managed the other myself badly. Again, you need to know that because not all letting agents, not all landlords are doing a great job as a landlord because they're busy. You know, I haven't inspected my property for quite a while. Yeah. Whereas my letting agent I know is out every six months and is on top of the other property. So I think from my point of view, it's about all of that understanding about what benefits we can offer. So cross-selling for mortgage, for example, you know, I think when I was a negotiator, I might have got a pound for my mortgage lead. And I talk to agents now, they maybe only get any tenor. So are they going to be motivated in spotting mortgage leads for that tenor? Maybe they get two or three signups a month. And the biggest issue is they never get the feedback. They never know whether the property completed. They don't get their tenor, they don't see it. They don't see the value because all they're thinking about is my commission. Is it worth it? Whereas really the whole point of mortgage appointments for us as a business is the ability to be more confident that that sale goes through, that we've got the sales progression under control. So I'm much more likely to get my other commission if I've got the mortgage lead in. But again, the skill set in, in, in cross-selling mortgage, often people don't understand how really to get that sale across, how to explain the benefit of mortgage, the mortgage services. And is that responsibility of the neg and the valuer to talk to the mortgage arranger? Or the yeah. mortgage arranger to talk to the neg or the valuer? I think it's the neg and value. I think the neg, I think you should be asking questions because the problem is in a business, there'll be somebody who's brilliant at mortgage leads, somebody who's rubbish, somebody who's not motivated by any targets. There's always going to be a mix. So you've got to hold that as an individual. You cannot always be, please, Mr. Mortgage Advisor, can you come in? You've got to be curious because that will help you, you spot your business. But I think property managers should be confident speaking to an investor about refinancing a buy-to-let portfolio. So, you know, the all people in the business moving forward into this changing market have got to be spotting business. That landlord 
who's thinking of selling, the property manager will be the first person to know about that. So are they referring that in? And I, I read a, a statistic that said that often companies and um, customers only know 65% of the services that you offer. So what if your investor who's got their property managed by you doesn't know you also sell properties, doesn't know you do mortgage? So, you know, you have to be confident in every single department, every single service. And then you've got to have the technical sales skills to understand your customer and then match the right service to the customer. Do you think most NEGs do that? I think, I think when they have a really good conversation and they've got an open and chatty customer, yes. But I think when it comes to the fact that the negotiate, the, the sellers or the buyer or the customer is, is harder, harder work, I don't think it happens because we don't, I don't think we control those conversations. I, and I know you're a trainer. Uh, the thing that shocks me about is that there are 15,000 estate agency firms in the UK, mm-hmm. of which, you know, probably 20 of them are corporate. Yeah. So the rest of them are independent. But I can only get up to, I can't get past the second hand on the number of trainers so obviously well, well there why... are other trainers because most of the bigger companies do have somebody no responsible. no we're ignoring the trainers for the 20 or 30 corporates yeah yeah you know with your yeah. five branches or more yeah. i'm talking about yeah. the independent one man one yeah. woman bands. Yeah. yeah i can't get past eight or nine of you in yeah. the no, industry there isn't, there isn't so so really is that yeah. just a, agents are not training their staff I or they try to do it in-house i think this is where able agent came from i don't think even with the number of trainers there are i don't think training and I have this conversation a lot with our customers, feels worth it. So if you're a small independent estate agent, but it's going to cost you 1,500 quid for the trainer for the day, plus the expenses, plus the staff getting there, plus the time out of the office, you balance that on the books. That's complicated. That's tricky. And you can't just pick one person to sell, send because you need the whole team to be upskilled. And I think that's where Able Agent came from, that actually... I don't think there's a lack of willingness to train or a hunger to train because we've definitely not seen that at all. But I think it's not been accessible. And I think and I think it comes back to what I was saying before. that It's this it's this like minefield of I've got one trainer for sales skills, one for qualifications, one for compliance, one for data protection, one for money laundering. And then I've got this whole world of blooming trainers that I've got to manage and pay for. But they're not cohesive. They don't all come together. Because actually, to be good at law makes you a better salesperson. To be a good, confident salesperson, you should be curious about the law. You cannot have the two things separate. They have to be. They have to work together for that ultimate um, success. Ultimately. Thank you for your time today, Charlotte. You're welcome.